everyone oh hey hi hi welcome to another episode of reckless attack a dungeons and dragons fifth edition actual play podcast i am your game master nathan and i am joined as always by my incredible players back reunited around the table all at the same time after some some fun split party shenanigans the last couple of weeks shenanigans (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to just like very slyly one week, I'm going to slide you $20 over (laughs) and I'm going to say, I want you this entire hour long recording only speak in one words said really weird. (laughs) It's just going to be butts and it's going to be shenanigans. I'm going to go a lot of this little wow. And wow, wow, exactly. And I'm just, that's what I, that'll be just our side bet. I'll do it for free. I I was going to say, purple suede. Wisdom damage to Val. I'm like, that'll be it. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, just truly just knock it down (laughs) way down. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Uh, Speaking of the, uh, not mono, mono, mono verbal. What would that word be? Only speak in one Mono one word well no because no. it'd be one syllable mono and word matic mono speaking of the mono word matic player <laughs> next to me please introduce yourself wow it's me sophie <laughs> wow truly wow incredible. okay so actually actually what this is is we're turning this into a mario world spin-off yeah. and mm-hmm. sophie is mario and we'll do a better mario than chris pratt is that joke gonna age well i don't know we'll find out yeah uh I play Valeska Carter, the human asterisk cleric of the Arcana domain, because her party doesn't ask that many questions. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everyone. It's Jonathan, and I play Checkers, the Grung Druid, and his trusty frog pals, Mango and Junior. And I'm trying to decide is if we're doing the Super Mario World spinoff, is Checkers Toad? Yeah. I feel like Checkers is Toad. I don't don't know what the Toad voice is. Oh, I think I think in in our version of it, it's just Checker's voice. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's Toad riding Yoshi. Yeah, right. Oh, sure. Ah. Right, exactly. Yoshi, Yoshi being Mango. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Oh, and one of the items that you would pick up would be a Junior, which doesn't do anything, but it just sits on your head, (laughs) right? Like the raccoon tail or mushroom or whatever. Yeah, it makes (laughs) me feel better about right. Yeah, exactly. You look cool. Mm -hmm. And to my left. Hi, everyone. I'm David, and I play Cashgrin Brightmane, the Dwarven Warlock. And I I feel like easily I would be the Koopa. You're your hammer, bro. Tur- Ooh, actually. <laughs> you're a hammer, bro. I would bro. be the hammer, bro. I would be incredibly annoying to get past. Get past <laughs> I would just, just like throw <laughs> things. Hammer, I would just stand on top of rocks and throw stuff. It'd be great. Actually, that's like the life that I want. <laughs> I don't know, I think Guys, I'm it. quitting the podcast. Yeah, right? I figured out what I want to do yeah. with my life. <laughs> Going and to my hammer business. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Steve, and uh, I'm playing Zelv Asterlin, the dragonborn monk. I guess if we're going with the whole Super Mario theme, Bowser? Oh, uh, no. I feel like Luigi. Like, because you're just so no, tall. See, you know, yeah. I was, I was thinking, I was thinking that also, <sighs> I but, but yeah. I, it's Luigi. Luigi. 
I don't. Is he the serious brother? Is my question because Selv's the serious member of the party. I feel like in some of the games, like Luigi's Haunted Mansion, he might be. But I've also never played any of them, so I have zero now, reference. I'm extremely invested in another solo session with Selv, where he's just going around a very spooky house <laughs> and being very afraid, but making friends with ghosts. Sound off in the comments. Sound yeah. off in the comments. Hey, uh, which is why we would like to announce our Kickstarter for our new <laughs> Reckless Attack video game, Selv's Spooky Night In. It's uh, going to be delivered in 2025. We have a very ambitious budget. Donate now. Mm. Wow. <laughs> well, guys, it's so nice to be back around the table here yeah. together once more, all five of us. After some harrowing splitting of the party going on due to both dramatic and sickness purposes. But, but the party's not together yet. The players, the, the team is together, but the characters are not. For Val and Checkers, and I guess Mango, and Kaskrin have all reemerged from Val's subconscious, her mind library palace and have successfully rescued Vakri, the quarry spirit in her head, and Val herself from strange alien interlopers in her subconscious, as well as getting to just, you know, poke around some fun doors every once in a while on the way there. And not-so-fun doors. And some of the not-so-fun doors. We learned a few things about uh, Checkers' whole deal. Yeah. Which was stunning and startling and kind of lovely. And while all of that was happening... You guys were being guarded by the fortunate, your undead centurion pal. Well, dear old Selv, Selvastolin, took it upon himself to venture into the storming nighttime darkness of the prairies around you to lead strange howling creatures away from your campsite to ensure that the three of you who were unconscious were safe for the evening for as long as it took. Again, the three of you have reawoken, have come back into this kind of plane of awareness. You see the fortunate standing over you. You see it is still raining. It is still dark. You're not exactly sure how much time has passed yet. But as of right now, there is no Selv Astralin. Just the four of you. Kaskrin wakes up really slowly, really drearily, and just like, ugh, everything hurts as he, like, sits up and inspects what's around him. He asks Val and kind of, like, jostles her a little bit and, like, hey, are you okay? Val kind of wearily looks up at Cass and opens her eyes just like, yeah, I'm... I'm okay. And Checker just, like, lightly pushes Mango off of him because I imagine Mango has just rolled on top of Checkers as, as, Naturally, as yeah. they're assuming eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> well, looks like we're all here oh good you guys are awake the fortunate says why does my side hurt so much oh uh, you must have fallen what's the stick doing mm, where's Cell anyone seen Cell <laughs> <laughs> no you guys have been out for an hour or two now the howls are far are farther away, which is a good sign, but I haven't heard or seen Self since. What, what happened to Self? Where'd he go? Almost a second after you went unconscious, 
we started hearing these howls again from everywhere. Selv went to draw them off while Checkers and I went into your, your mind palace to come rescue you. But two hours already he's been gone. And do, can we, is there a way that we can, can contact him? Maybe we can find out if he's still out there? I, I don't know. I don't have a way to. Before he left, he made the campfire bigger. I have made sure to keep it that way. But unless you guys have some way of getting in touch with him, he might be out there on his own. Let me try something real fast. And Checker just, like, puts his hand to his head. Mm, Junior? Junior? You out there? Hmm. I think Junior's still alive. Which, hopefully, that means Selv's still alive. But I, I don't get the sense that Junior's anywhere close by. I'm just imagining you just hear, like, radio static. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Let's try, like, dial in the frequency. Is anyone out there? That's it's frog-like. That's actually, um... It's a better idea than uh-huh. what I thought you were going to do. Uh-huh. I thought you were just going to be like, Hey, Selv. Selv. Can you hear me, Selv? Just in I, case. I, I have actual uses. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you just came from a psychic yeah, like, mind true. Maybe yeah. you were maybe, given maybe some of it rubbed special off. psychic yeah. powers. Yeah, very true. Very true. I also do have a question. <laughs> Sorry, I actually do I just things. Of, I do things. <laughs> yeah, I, I do on. things, guys. <laughs> I don't just poke people with sticks the whole time. <laughs> um, we got dragged off. or um, I remember Valeska was riding on top of Mango. And we were kind of getting farther away from our camp. Uh-huh. Are we underneath some like trees and stuff? I think, yeah, we might have had, like, a few seconds to just drag Valeska, put her under some cover before we okay. all went into that. Okay. But I would also ask, like, Valeska, can you do that sending thing? Can you reach out to him and, and ask him where he is? I can't. Not today. I have spent my third level of spell slot, so I cannot message self. Do we hear any of the howls? as we are looking around or just, like, hanging out underneath this bunch of trees. Everyone roll me perception checks. But the DC is going to be a little harder because of all the rain and whatnot. Guide. Sure. Damn clerics and your guidances. Checkers rolled a 20. A natural 20. Ooh. Oh. Oh. So, a, so a 26 total. Okay. I rolled a 25. <laughs> I well, that. I got a ten. Screw you guys. <laughs> it's loud. Yeah. Uh, both of you, especially with those great rolls, can actually pick up not just howls, but in a way that somehow cuts through all the rain and all the storm. Sounds of animalistic voices, maybe in battle, maybe charging something you're not sure but it's not just howls anymore and it is quite a ways away I was just thinking like combined with checkers knowing that junior is very far away and just hearing like maybe these bits and pieces of something out in the forest checkers could reasonably say okay self is very far away and we're probably not going to be able to catch up to him or we probably wouldn't be able to get to him tonight if we just start wandering around in the darkness yeah it would just expose you guys further to be honest And Val will confirm what Checker said with her uh, information as well. Okay. Yeah, best I can say, Self's not dead. 
But so. he's not here. Yeah, and he's not and he's not nearby, so Yeah, we'd most likely be putting ourselves in danger going after him. Okay. I have an incredibly dumb idea, and we're gonna need to take cover if we do this. I love ideas that start off that way. <laughs> yeah. I, I just all I, that yeah. silence in the final episode. I just I just wanna say because Selv's not here, I am totally for whatever this <laughs> yeah. is gonna be. So my primary concern is Self being able to find his way back to us. Because he's been gone a couple hours already, yeah. and we're basically in the middle of nowhere with no identifying markers. Taskrin is going to like take a couple steps forward out from underneath the trees, and he is going to look as far into the distance as he can for one last time, just to make sure that there are, you know, the howls are far away, there's nothing nearby. He's going to grab a rock from the ground, and as he holds it in his hand, he's going to cast light at second level on it, making it as bright as he possibly can. Uh, And so, like, just streams of light shoot out from the cracks in his hands. And using one of his few remaining spell slots, he is going to chuck the rock into the sky straight up as hard as he can, casting catapult on it. And he's basically going to shoot up a flare into mm-hmm. the night sky for something uh, as something for self to see. I love this. So just for description's sake, is it pretty much like straight up? And like, are, how? where are you hoping it lands, I guess, is a, the question. It's not like super straight up, but it is like you would shoot up a flare gun like it does arc. And so he wants to make sure that it arcs somewhere near their position. Maybe not cool. exactly right on top of them. This bright light shoots out from your guys' campsite. Goes up, what, a couple, is it like 100 feet? Yeah, he's basically like, like throwing it. He's adding magical force behind it. It rockets up just probably like 100, 150 feet. Yeah, and just lights up all the area around you in this surreal, grayish, beige-ish light as you're surrounded by all of this grass. You see it arc upwards almost to a star and then fall back to the ground a little ways away from your camp. And how long does that last? As it kind of starts trailing back down, he will dispel the light. And so as it falls back down, it will kind of just fade away. Got it. After casting the spells, Catherine looks towards the fortunate and towards Val and Checkers and says we should find somewhere to hide. I imagine Cell's not the only one who saw that. It's been five minutes. He's not back yet. Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. <Let's go. laughs> I, can't feel, I can't feel Ginger anywhere for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Honestly, I think if we went back to the original campsite um, with the fire, it'll be covered enough and far away enough that we'll at least get an idea of anything that might be trying to look after where that light came from and be a little more prepared. Okay. The night continues. The rain continues. How do you guys all sleep? Assume the fortunate is taking watch. The fortunate doesn't really need to be relieved at any point during their watch. But in terms of what you've experienced, in terms of knowing that Silva's still out there, in terms of knowing... Other things might still be out there. What's your guys' experience? I think Checker sleeps perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of that is because he knows Junior is still alive. But yeah. he also thinks 
if any one of the four of us outside of Checkers is going to survive a night out in the darkness by themselves alone, it is 100% Self. <laughs> yeah, so he has no worries about Self being out there because he knows Self can handle whatever's coming. I would actually say, and I am willing to do this mechanically too, Kaskrin would probably not sleep. Mm-hmm. He as a trained soldier is going to stay up and look for someone that has run off. So he's probably like sitting wet, muddy, <laughs> underneath this like lean-to tent that they've made, you know, as close to the fire as he can get and is just waiting and mm -hmm. listening and looking for any signs of Selv out there. Mm -hmm. I feel that Val is a little bit torn where she wants to go to sleep to see Vakri and care for him but also not wanting to sleep because something has just invaded her mind. Yeah. For a while at least she's spending some time to calm down maybe meditate and relax probably journaling a good bit documenting everything that happened and then she'll start to lay down there's definitely a few times where it's that like what is it the hypnic jerk happens oh, yeah. where she starts falling asleep but she's still so stressed she just jerks herself awake and then finally holding the magnifying glass that Vakri gave her will drift off to sleep. I would actually say too, during one of the moments earlier in the night when Valeska is maybe just staring off into the darkness, Kaskrin would come up and ask you, Hey Valeska, how are you holding up? I don't know. That wasn't supposed to happen. He's never left you like that before? He's never left. And nothing else was supposed to come. Yeah, he did mention that something had followed him back. I can't imagine what it must have felt like having an alien presence in your mind. I'm still working through how it felt. Is there anything you need anything we can we can do? I don't I don't think so. I appreciate it, Cass. I I'm still processing, but All right. I appreciate you. And Val will reach up and squeeze Cass's hand. Well take your time. You know where to find us. Val will give him a packet. It's not yours, but you'll probably like it. A packet? Like a pouch. It's granola bars. <laughs> <laughs> he like opens it up gingerly looking inside of it and... They're Val's granola bars. They're not Cass's. <laughs> Blew through that yeah. supply too quickly. <laughs> He just, he doesn't, his like facial expression doesn't change, but he just holds the granola bars to his chest <laughs> and then turns Val off into the rain. Val assumes 
Cass's love language is food. (laughs) (laughs) It's not not at minimum. Yeah. If she can't give him silk pajamas, it's food. Yes. Or comfy slippers. Day breaks. Some of you still awake. Some of you maybe awake with the dawn, realizing you had fallen asleep. And you see the rain has stopped. It's still a little overcast, but it is still a much brighter, albeit browner and muddier day. Self. Yes. How do you make your re-entry to camp to the rest of the Golden Tree Adventurers Guild? So, slightly after dawn, Checkers gets a... Uh, I don't know what to call it. Ping notification. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a pop-up. Um, <laughs> he gets an email in his brain. Yeah. Like, uh, has returned. Well, no, that the junior is within range. Yes. And you can see a large, thin figure. <laughs> a tall, I should say tall. A tall, thin figure kind of coming in. And he, he's, uh, he seems to be using his staff as a walking stick a little bit more than he typically does. Kind of towing that line between walking stick and crutch. Yeah, 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 yeah. kind of. I think at that point, Checkers would go, hey, hey, guys, uh, Sal's on his way. What? How can you tell? And he, like, looks around. Yeah, Val looks alert. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I don't see him yet. The fortunate kind of, like, steps next to Checkers and points straight out into the field. Anyone... If you look for long enough, you guys would soon see kind of a small bobbing head about, oh, a hundred feet or so away in the <laughs> mm-hmm. distance. Uh, so Selv makes his, his way into the camp. When he gets closer, you can see that uh, he's had a night. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, very reminiscent of the games in Agmar, where he was covered, kind of one half of his body was covered in, in flour. Uh-huh. This time... Same side of his body, but is covered in scraps of wood, branches, leaves, and something like some kind of maybe sap is like making them stick to him. Huh. Um, and he, as he makes his way uh, into town, or not into town, <laughs> as he makes his way back <laughs> to wished. the camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in Ogmar. Um, as he makes his way back to the camp, he kind of like, you know, he finally sees all of you and, and the fact that Val is awake. And that uh, all of you are awake. And I just kind of said, oh, good. I'm glad that you're uh, you're all up and uh, checkers thing. Junior. And he just, he, <laughs> uh, Selv just kind of like starts patting himself down, obviously looking for a small green frog. Mm-hmm. And then kind of like out from inside his, uh, his gi, he has his hand down, kind of like, and Junior hops onto his, uh, onto hey. his arm and says, oh. Oh, <laughs> that would have been bad. I imagine Junior just found like a small waterproof pocket inside yep. your key and has been like snuggled up yep, there all night, no problem. Mm-hmm. Just chilling. Val will rush up to Self and be like, Are you hurt? What's happened? I'm surprisingly okay physically. <laughs> um. Any wisdom damage? <laughs> As Checkers looks like excited. Oh, <laughs> Usually we try to not speak too much in game terms, but mm-hmm. I'll allow it this yeah. time. How, how's your brain feeling, Sal? <laughs> as Checkers just looks expectantly <laughs> and excitedly. I'm as, I'm as right as a balloon, Checkers. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm, 
I, I fine, I think. I am. Um, and then for a minute kind of looks somewhat enthusiastic about delivering information to Val uh, about some of the creatures that were encountered. But um, I am. Um, I found what was uh, tracking us for the past couple of days. Well, come sit down and like Val will usher herself towards the fire. Eat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Val's been like making breakfast and will hand self. Which, if the temperature permits, gets gobbled down quickly. The, um, we should move relatively quickly, but I can tell you that what happened while we're traveling. But the short version is, um, there was some kind of cat creature with, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, tentacles? Yeah, okay. <laughs> There's some, some kind of um, cat creature with, with tentacles that was uh, hunting us in packs. Got a little blurry at the end, too. Val was, like, making breakfast and just stops at the mention of tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> and they, um, they were um, out of focus. Couldn't quite figure out where they were exactly kind of blurry and they're not still following us are they um (laughs) (laughs) i made it back here without seeing any more of them if they are they are following us from a greater distance yeah, we should probably move once we're done here. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, good good job, Self. But mm-hmm. but also, yes, I think we should get going. Val hands Cass the cooking equipment, and then we'll start packing up and the then, tents. <laughs> and as, uh, as everybody kind of starts moving, uh, Self, uh, almost as an afterthought, um, just kind of says, at least the houses didn't seem to be moving that fast. The houses? Um, pack first. I'll explain later. And Casquin's just like holding all of this stuff. He's like, I always get dishes. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you guys going to try and put some distance between yourselves and the pack? Or are you going to look through the magnifying glass first? I don't think there's a wrong choice. I just want to narrate appropriately. I think we should try to get to the other side of the crevice first. Cool. It might be helpful depending on how much time we have to know what the thing does, though, in case it can help us get across the ravine. The magnifying glass? Yeah. I don't know what it does. <laughs> I don't I don't either, but like Casper's like it's a magical magnifying glass. It probably doesn't make a bridge. Okay. That's <laughs> it. You look through it, and where you look, yeah, there's a bridge. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So I think he would rather be like at least have something protecting them before using whatever magical item this is. Mm-hmm. Question, Nathan. How muddy is it? Extremely. Like. You're not sinking in. Okay. And because the amount of grass that is still here, and it's very hardy grass around Mm -hmm. here, and and trees and brushes and wildlife and that kind of thing, you can still walk okay, but it's a slog to go. So snowshoes made of the long grass would not help. Because it's already, we're already standing on the grass. I don't see why I wouldn't. You'd have to stop and do it. Val can weave and walk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would help later in the day. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, 
because it's cool as hell. Mel's so yeah, that absolutely it. helps. I don't know the physics. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I've it's given magic. Myself yeah. The weaving skill. Yeah. <laughs> Please tell me there's a little song that goes along with it. A weave and walk, a weave and walk, a weave and walk, a weave and walk. <laughs> I unintentionally set Steve up for so many. Uh, yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> and now, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by A Foul Light Shines, a new free serial novel based on a D&D campaign. The Empire of Fire and Water has known 20 golden years of peace since the end of Agenion's War, a peace which is now in peril. When a ragtag group of friends intervene in a grotesque monster attack, they're too late to save a wounded man who leaves them with an encrypted journal and the words, Trust no one, Tyre. Can the gang find Tyre, escape the claws of more strange monsters, and uncover the lurking threat to the Empire before it's too late? This story features themes of found family and strength in diversity, and is available for free on Campfire and Royal Road. A foul light shines. Come for the fantasy. Stay for the cheese-obsessed goblin gunslinger. Hi, it's me, Sophie. Do you want more Reckless Attack? Then join our Discord and chat with us in our community. The link for the Discord is in the show notes, or head on over to our website, recklessattack.com. We also have a Patreon. You can listen to our new show, Reckless Snack, and other content if you become a patron. We really appreciate your support, and thank you for listening to the episode. So, you guys break camp, and you guys start heading in the same direction that you were heading, which you know, unless you decide to deviate massively, is across a large ravine, where on the other side is a very deep patch of grass and prairie life. You guys, it takes a bit of clomping. The fortunate sinks a lot, a little deeper than the rest of you guys, maybe equal to Cass, but seems to have no problem pulling herself out. And you guys are able to make it kind of towards the edge of this ravine. And again, you look either direction, and it seems to go on for quite a ways. Not impassable, but it would take a little bit of time to go around should you want to go around it, but it would also probably be a little safer as you look down over the edge of this ravine. Down 60, 70 feet. You look across another 50 feet. Some grasses and vines that kind of descend that may aid you should you choose to use them and that is all the information I have for you. How, how do you guys want to handle this? How are there? Um, you said there were vines and stuff that might help us. Are they also on the other side? If yes. We need to climb up. Okay. An excellent clarification. And yes, indeed. Okay. 
I feel like this is just like our first piece of terrain that we have to deal with. Yeah. You know, like in all of our travels, we never had to, you know, like climb a cliff, <laughs> which is just really exciting to me. Yeah, yeah right? right. Exactly. I, like in the last campaign, we didn't have to climb anything until like three years into it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a second story window yeah. too, and we yep. just could not get it. Yeah, it, it was yeah, bad. Right? <laughs> mm. the, dice, the dice were not with us that day. Catherine stands at the edge of this cliff looking down and is just like, anyone got any ideas? <laughs> And uh, um, actually, Selv gestures at Checkers. Uh-huh. You look like you were about to say something. We might have been about to say the same thing. Oh, I was going to say, hello, 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 hello. <laughs> was, was that what you were going to say, Selv? We were not. <laughs> <laughs> As Checkers, like, puts his mouth into the ravine and, like, just gets it to echo. <laughs> um, uh, do you have that um, jump spell? Oh, I always have a jump. Uh, it's the best spell, as anyone can tell you. Well, um... <laughs> Is it uh, powerful enough to get us across? Probably. <laughs> I feel like we should know. So we really only get one chance. I, I'm, I'm looking for. This something. isn't the time for experimentation, Texas. I'm looking for something a little more um, feel reassuring. Like we should know. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so, if the idea is for checkers to jump over with like a piece of rope so that everyone else can get across. Um, well, I, I didn't know how many times you can cast it. I don't know if you can cast yeah. it on other people and just have all of us. I feel like I would feel safer if Mango just ferried us across jumping. That's true. So Mango can really only ferry checkers across. Everyone else is a bit too large for Mango to jump that 60 feet across the ravine. What? Uh, what if he shrank us? If he us? was stronger. And larger, perhaps? I can't make him <laughs> <order>. <laughs> That was Jonathan. If you, dear listener, if you could see the face that Jonathan was deeply fishing yeah. <laughs> for this thing, this eventuality he right. so desperately craved. I need, I need a large boy. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Can I make him large? I don't think I can. Do, do you have an uh, enlarged reduce? I don't think so. Is there anything on the other side of this ravine that we can see that might hold a grappling hook? Like a tree or something we can maybe get a lucky throw on? Good question. Well, if there was vines and stuff coming down, maybe some of... I, I don't know if it would be, like, rooted enough to be able to hold much, but... Roll me a D100, because we never get to roll D100s, David. It'll be a luck roll. Whether there is a tree close to you that is near enough to the edge. 85. There is not. You needed to roll low on that one, Dang. unfortunately. Heck. Oh, and one more quick question, too. So we've been traveling for a few days now. Yes. And we think that if we were to try and go around this ravine, it would cut into our traveling time pretty heavily. It would cut into it a, a decent amount. Probably you wouldn't lose a full day, but you would lose several hours, mm -hmm. um, especially to kind of come all the way back around. But you guys do have some time so to if, so, um, or it, like you have You have some wiggle room if that's how you decided to spend that wiggle room, hoping that nothing else slowed you down for any sort of reason. Best case, how long do we think it would take us to to climb down across and, and up? Oh, I mean, like less than an hour? Probably, yeah, less okay. than an hour. It's more of just, will you fall and take a bunch of damage? As opposed to, is it going to, you know, it's not the Grand Canyon. You don't need to have any donkeys or anything to go down. It is just a question of, again, probably max an hour versus a couple hours going all the way around. I can take a rope across. I I could just jump over there and hold the rope. Oh too. yeah, if you could just jump then that. Then if checkers can just jump, we should just yeah. do. Yeah, that. right. Oh, totally. Yeah. So you all just see checkers lightly rubbing Mango's head, and there's just some electricity crackling, and all of a sudden Mango just like starts 
vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Checkers and Mango and Junior just leap across the 60-foot ravine. God. Is it is it a running jump or is it a standing it's jump? It's just a standing jump. Like, <laughs> yes. he just... Yeah, it's just like diagonal across the ravine. He dashes. Just like takes off like a rocket. And just 60 feet jump across. I got the most wonderful mental image that you all must all now share. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. is that it starts vibrating and then Checkers leans back on Mango and puts his hands up on Mango's eyeballs <laughs> like it's a low rider motorcycle. <laughs> he's just vibrating and it's just like, hey, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and... Then he comes back and says, I forgot the rope. Ah, no. <laughs> I was going to ask. <laughs> uh, but no, he's got the rope, and he and Mango are on the other side. And Val has quickly tied a second rope I, to no, the I end of it because it's 50 feet. That you forgot the rope and then just jumped <laughs> over, forgot it, had to jump back and grab it and yeah. just went over again. 100%. I, I do stuff, guys. <laughs> yeah, guys, I do stuff, I promise. <laughs> uh, so Checkers and Mango have got this rope on the other side, and they're just they're holding it together waiting for the others to figure out what they want to do with it. <laughs> uh, are you looking for anywhere to try and, like, python it down? Yeah. Fi- try to find a, a rock or a tree or something to help anchor it? Or what's kind of your plan, Checkers, um, depending on what the rest of the party, of course, wants to do? I was going to say we could just, like, Caspian will hold the other end and we'll just, like, tug of war this thing while everyone climbs over. Who? <laughs> I want this to be a skill check yeah. wherein you both, you don't, it's not about who wins. It's about getting the number closest together. Yeah. And if you're more than five apart, oh no, Kaskrin started pulling yeah. checkers across mm-hmm. the edge. I just, I'm thinking uh, checkers doesn't have Python. So he has to come back again, grab some, and then go back. <laughs> yep. Seems and Kaskrin will get some out of his bag and like, ugh. So yeah, he'll, uh, he'll figure out how to use a hammer and like hammer this thing <laughs> into the ground. Ralph's all set. Does it work with the mud? So it does ish. Okay. Um, it is a lot more perilous with the mud. You would have to use several pythons. It's not just like a one thing. You have yeah. to do a bunch to like feel pretty good that it's secure on this end of things. Mm-hmm. Well, even if he holds it right. Well, if there's like a rock or something sticking out and he, he winds the right, rope around exactly. it and then holds the rope at the other end, that should still help. So roll me a knowledge engineering check. 15. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. Checkers is Six. studied in the ways of knowledge. And- <laughs> we, we, we you open about knots, don't yeah. you? Yeah. We opened yeah. the uh, engineering door and just stood in there for a I, while. Yeah. I, You've lusters. made an Assassin's Creed Ewok yeah. village across I, the Vagmar. Yeah, I, I prefer to think of it as all of us are like concentrating on getting across, but when we finally do get across, Checkers has built a catapult yeah. to help <laughs> us get back across should we yeah. need to have the guy coming back. The rope is stable, but like he had to add a few extra pythons in there just to like double check. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, what are you guys doing on the other side? We will repeat the same exercise and like nail it down to the ground. Okay. Um, who is crossing first? And what are the non-crossers doing, if anything, to ensure... A stable crossing. I, Sophie, think Sasselle should go first. <laughs> he will take the least fall damage. Also true. <laughs> also, yeah. Also, probably the well. You probably have the best chance. Yeah, but I, I was going to. I, I was going to. I was going to say the heaviest, but uh, with Cass, I don't think yeah. that's the actually fortunate true. is for sure the heaviest. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, I don't. It's it's close between Cass and the fortunate. Both are. Chalks. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking Checkers could also engineer a kind of harness almost. Um, so, like, you all see Checkers as soon as he's got this rope stuck to the ground. He just, like, walks across it. 
and she's like, <laughs> brings another pile of rope and like attaches the rope to the long rope in such a way so that like if you put it on, you only fall like ten feet. Oh yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, okay. So Cashgrin will go last, but while like everyone else is trying to figure out how to go across, he's gonna work with the fortunate to get the heavy armor off. Okay. And then hopefully Checkers can just like hop over, take it, and then bring it over to the other end. Cause like climbing a zip line in heavy armor sounds like a nightmare. Um and and I actually I will turn to the fortunate and ask, Are you able to take your armor off or willing to take your armor off? No and yes, but mostly no. I'm not able to. That's that's how you become untethered. And I'm, it's kind of a Package deal. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really come apart, and then if it does come apart, that's when it gets dicey. Can I add this depends on how much rope we have, but ideally I would like for checker side to have a rope to pull the full harness, but then the other side to have a rope as well to pull an empty harness back. Awesome. Cool. I've taken note of all the things that you guys have individually done, mm-hmm. and that has affected the DC. So first, uh, I guess itself, yeah. Okay, so I have adjusted the DC for everyone, and when it becomes necessary, I'm going to have Checkers roll to see how good his various knots were. Nice. Self, give me an acrobatics check, please. Ooh, 22. Ooh. You all, after all this preparation, after all of this work, see self effortlessly walk atop the cross, the the rope to the other side. And actually, I'll yeah, use, the, use the staff to uh to to balance myself out there. Hell yeah! You get one high five from checkers when you when you make it. Who's next? Next up under the barbed wire. Val can go. Okay. Uh, checkers, do you shout any encouragement to the people who are crossing the rope? Perhaps no. some words of guidance. Yeah, don't fall. <laughs> I don't think Jonathan has, has blinked once. Stared at him. He just blinked one eye and the other eye. Yeah. Uh, all right. Val will put the harness on and adjust the height of it mm-hmm. so that she can hold on with her hands and her feet. Yep. And like, uh, man. There is a Sylvester Stallone movie where he is a mountain climber and is doing this like shuttle rescue. Steve's really? nodding. He knows yeah, about I, it. I, I know. I know what movie. I, I cannot remember the name of it. Is it Over the Top? Oh my god! It could be. No, 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 no. That's the arm. That's the arm. That's the arm. Yeah. But uh, so she will. It's like cliff cliffhanger. It's proud. That sounds right too. God, you could say anything. And yeah, I was say, yeah, sure. That sounds like a 1980s movie. Yeah. But so she's hands and feet kind of shuffling both across while the harness is around her. And before she goes, we'll cast Enhance Abilities. Seems on good. Herself. That seems good. Seems like a, a correct call. For dexterity. Seems good. Me. Uh, I, I am good. I'm good being flexible. I assume dexterity is unless you have something drastically different that you'd like to use Val's impressive strength score for example I mean Dex and strength are the same for her so probably not so either way probably I would err on acrobatics is there any way I can incite this 
I'd like to read the emotions of the I room. could read the situation. <laughs> nope. Does, we're not playing monster. We're just playing monster. Yeah, right. Like, does, 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 the, cool. yeah. does, the, does the rope <laughs> intend to give away? Right. <laughs> Roll me a dex check. 13. Val kind of hanging from the rope. You see her kind of start to do kind of like an inchworm, you know, crunch her way across. And partway through, one of Val's feet slips off. But she's able to recover. What did I say? <laughs> an inchworm. An inchworm her way all the way across. You get a much less enthusiastic high five. It's like, <laughs> selves, selves was cool. Yours was a little like, uh, I don't know. What was Functional. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you like, got you, here. You tried. Yeah, you got here, but... Uh, um, not excited about it. Enhanced abilities for dex checks, I'm pretty sure, also reduces uh, fall damage by 20 feet. So, See, you know. so you're good. That's yeah. another reason I picked it. Checkers just like, where's the style? Like, yeah, where's right. the pizzazz? Right. Checkers is uh, scoring all yeah. passages. <laughs> so this one's like a four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I assume it is now the fortunate's turn. Would the fortunate even risk it? Or would the fortunate just be like, I'm just going to climb? <laughs> or just climb Can down. they jump 60 feet? N- not quite. I feel like the fortunate would 100% just climb down and up again. I agree. I yeah. actually think that is what... I think that they would have just left as soon as, like, everyone else kind of, like... And they probably would have been like, well, if you fall down, I'll be here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'll, I'll carry your broken body. I, actually, may, well, well, maybe we... Well, I don't, I don't know if we, we plan for that. Like, basically have the fortunate... Go, uh, climb down we have and wait. sent the fortunate with one of our healing potions <laughs> I don't know if that works on the fortunate no no no, 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 no. no. in case, oh, in case one of us falls yeah, to yeah, our yeah, death yeah yeah, yeah hopefully yeah, yeah. we don't double our hit die damage and they can just feed us a healing potion yeah, that seems reasonable I and imagine this is man mostly for gas <laughs> I imagine they don't even like climb down they just like walk off the edge and like reach one of their hands yeah. against the stone <laughs> and, and slide slow yeah. down and then yeah just like goes to the bottom yeah, that's cool. Fuck. That's yeah. exactly what happens. <laughs> right? Uh, it passes. Not by a lot. <laughs> Only because it is exactly that, where it, like, punches its fist through, but it is not a graceful descent. Like, it gets caught a lot, and, like, they're only barely able to right themselves. And if it were any less sturdy and strong of a creature, it would have gone very poorly. But slides all the way to the bottom... And you guys just hear a voice call out. All right, go ahead, Cass. You got this. I believe in you, but also I'll be here. (laughs) Yeah, Cass, go. So Cassgrin, like, almost timidly, like, grabs the rope and is like, you know, he wraps his legs around it, wraps his arms around it, and, like, slowly lets himself off the, the crevice into just nothingness into the the, mm-hmm. the midair and like slowly you know he has a harness but he is like slowly trying to uh pull himself over and he he is going really slowly like unnecessarily so <laughs> but like any close observer would see that like look he's shaking a little bit like this is kind of scary so he's just like slowly trying to pull himself over to the other side i'm okay you can do this cash you got this you are a trained soldier you've been here for, like you can do this Gives himself a pep talk. I will allow... What would you like to roll? Uh, I would like to roll athletics. That seems reasonable. Guess what? <gasps> no. 
What? I rolled an eight. What bonuses do you have? I rolled a two. <laughs> oh, and I got me. <laughs> no. Oh. Checkers. Yes. What's what's your knot tying skill? Uh. Hmm. A dexterity check, maybe. Survival. I would, Knowledge actually, engineering. What's, what's your tying skill? Because we don't want to know your not tying skill. <laughs> I guess. I guess that's true. What would you like no. to? Use? <laughs> I yes. appreciate that David is like, no, we have to stop. I'm about to die Steve. here, Steve. <laughs> I need. To, I need you to look at me. No. <laughs> I, I am gonna fall. I'm just gonna let go now. <laughs> I don't want to be here. No. You cut loose the yeah. harness. I'll ask the question in this way, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. What would you say that checkers? What what fuels his not tying abilities? Is it his amazing wit and knowledge of the in- intricacies of not tying? Is it just his weird little frog fingers? Mm-hmm. Is it I've really done a lot of pranks and untied and tied a lot of things, so I know a few things about knots. Where does this stem from? Take us back. Take us in the headspace of checkers whilst around knots. I, I also see it as part of his chaotic nature of, I want to make this thing as complicated as is possible for somebody to undo. Yeah. <laughs> checkers has tied a lot of knots yeah. in his time. Seems and he's reasonable. worked with a lot of rope. And this, I think, is coming really from his background in the past 18 months of his life. I think it probably falls under survival. Cool. It, it comes a lot from just practice and knowledge. I think that is very reasonable. I got a 13 for survival. So, Kaskrin, the harness, you you slip. Either you miss or you it are took shaking. all the mud like I was like, right. yeah. And and everyone else has gone by. Selv used his gross muddy shoes on it. What a jerk. But you slip. And quang. You are caught but it strains your back. Can you imagine how bad yeah. that would fucking hurt uh, <laughs> oh. as we all grasp our, our, you know, entering into middle-aged backs? Mm-hmm. Um, you take six points of damage <laughs> and are dangling. And just like your arms are out and kind of flailing for a second. What do either you do or what does anyone else do? How do you react? Caspian is like no use at all. He's just like flailing <laughs> wildly, like rotating on the end of this rope. Oh god! Oh jeez! Oh so, god! So we have to run. And Val just like starts like grabbing the rope and like running the opposite direction to pull Cass as like fast as possible. She thinks running, like and moving the rope will uh, be the fastest way to get Cass to the edge. Okay. All right. I'll uh, follow suit and just grab grab some of the rope and start pulling. Checkers have Mango's tongue at the ready. <laughs> Why did I say, Cass? Don't fall. <laughs> he, he is like utterly inconsolable. And, like, not <laughs> 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 uh, oh, God. Oh, God. Just just cut yourself loose. I got you, Kaskrin. <laughs> I got you. I'm here. What? Cut myself loose? No. Why would I ever do that? No. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, oh, actually, uh, so Selv, uh, while we're we're pulling, I will shout over to Checkers. What's that range on that vine whip thing you can do? Can you whip the harness? <laughs> I could, I could pull Kaskrin thirty feet. Like it's it's thirty feet range. So once it gets halfway, I could just like 
drag him across. Shoot him! <laughs> Why are you asking about Vine Whip? I'm gonna die over here. So, um, Selv is actually going to uh, seeing that seeing that Cass is slightly panicking. Um, going to uh, speak loud enough that he can hear, but also try to keep a calm tone and just be like, grab the rope above you and pull yourself back up to the rope. Just like in practice. I assume. <laughs> Cashwin has never let go of the rope. Like, he's been clutching <laughs> at the rope for dear life. Yeah. But, like, something about your your calm words like, just pierces through the panic. And he's like, okay, 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 I can do this. One hand in front of the other, Cash Grant. You got this. And he just, like, slowly pulls himself up after, like, realizing he's not actually going to die and it's fine. We don't know. <laughs> there's still, Presumably. There's, there's, I'm making you roll dice. Oh, God. Oh, well, no. having, having an Earth-based character dangling in the middle of the air, yeah. those two are, like, yeah. extreme opposites. And, and all of this is being helped... <laughs> By Val just throwing a rope over his shoulder and just sprinting <laughs> in the other direction. Uh, so I'm not going to make you roll for climbing the rope or anything as Val is, is helping you out. Okay, so like through through sheer force of will and the help of his, of his friends, he climbs <laughs> 10 feet of rope back to the zip line and like wraps his arms and his legs around this thing even tighter than he did before. And like after another pep talk, slowly starts like he like is getting pulled along by the the harness, I imagine, and is like trying to, you know, quickly get himself to the other side. Roll me an athletics check with advantage, please. 19. You were able, with the help of Val and encouragement <laughs> of Selv and presumably continued heckling of checkers, uh, yeah. <laughs> scoot your way across the ravine. He appreciates Selv and Valeska, but he's really trying to get across the ravine to strangle Checkers. <laughs> Fair. You get a two for that one. <laughs> and after a couple of moments, you hear gauntleted fists punching into mud and rock and see the fortunate just caked with all kinds of grass and mud and just looking as if she's wearing a ghillie suit uh, come up over the edge and the group of you have made it to the other side to safety. Woo! Hey. <laughs> Val, now that everyone's across the ravine and seen that she and, and Cass are probably a little frazzled. Yeah. And, and unarmored and yeah. muddy well, and gross. She'll propose maybe we take a short rest right now. Now that we've put some distance between ourselves and the pack of blurry tentacled cats. <laughs> that sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> she helps set up like lunch or whatever, and then will take this time to pull out the magnifying glass given to her by Bakri and take a look through it. I'm presuming you kind of gather everyone at least close enough to kind of see through. Because um, it's kind of like everyone looks through it and sees what's happening. Oh, okay. Hey, team. Uh, Want to check out this thing? This magnifying glass? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fist bump to checkers. <laughs> so the group of you gather together. 
And I can't remember if I described it like this before. But it is a well-made, sturdy-looking magnifying glass. It seems very nice, but otherwise mundane. The only thing that kind of stands out is that there is no glass in it. As Val holds it up, kind of with this intention to be like, well, let's, okay, let's see what's going on here. Where the glass would be begins to have a swirl of kind of smoky fog. And lights start to flash gently from it. And inside... Well, we'll talk about that next week. No! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> See you all next time! No. No. Yes, 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 yes. She <laughs>